0: I just say how, how upset I am that the new Dolly Parton Christmas album called A Holly Dolly Christmas, thank you, I love that, is only available on CD. It is not available on vinyl.
1: That's pretty heartbreaking. Um, I'm less sad because it is on Spotify, and I didn't know that she released this, and I'm 100% listening to it.
0: Oh, wait, there are. Oh, wait, there are vinyl. Somebody has like a limited gold vinyl LP. Of a Holly Dolly Christmas that they are selling on eBay for ninety five dollars plus four dollars. What? No,
1: I'm shocked with <gasps> G- G- G-
0: Are you fucking kidding me?
1: What do you see? Describe to me with your words what you're seeing with your eyes. So
0: you can get the opaque red vinyl on Amazon for seventy dollars. And here's what's here's what's even dumber. The audio cassette is fifty-five dollars. Who is paying five dollars for an audio cassette? Must much less fifty-five dollars. No, thank you, sir. I would rather Wait. die. I would rather <laughs> <That's> die. <good. laughs>
1: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Read This Way. I'm your co-host Jace, and this is your other co-host.
0: Me, Renee.
1: And we're the, oh God, I always interrupt you. I'm so sorry, Renee.
0: No, I was being dumb. Please interrupt me.
1: <laughs> no, I always, I swear any, any intro I do harkens back to that chaotic energy. Just the, mm-hmm. Hurling us more and more towards the void. <laughs> and we're that broken mirror sitting in the corner of your room, giving you eight years of bad luck.
0: I like eight. It's yeah. a rounder number, literally.
1: Eight is almost a decade. It's just two years off.
0: That it is. That it is. A lot can happen in eight years. <laughs> you can.
1: Yeah, like. Hey,
0: that's two like, presidential do you, terms.
1: Do you could be president twice with the amount of bad luck we give you.
0: <laughs> that would be bad luck at this point, I think. Yeah. Because I. Well, let's,
1: a curse. let's see where
0: we even are in eight years. Will Will America even exist in eight years?
1: Maybe someone will buy us out who has a better ethical system. Oh, like
0: Sweden? You know, our city where they're like, oh, homeless people are sleeping here and it's 20 degrees at night.
1: Let's just fucking rock stuff.
0: <sighs> yeah. All
1: monsters. All of them. Monsters.
0: Yeah. It's not like we, you know, it's not like there's only one homeless shelter in the city and it's vastly underfunded and not big enough to to take care of our homeless population. Didn't it
1: close down?
0: I thought it was still open. I thought we still had one. Yeah. There's Atlanta Mission. And I'm pretty sure that's it.
1: I'm always a proponent of if any organization is about like helping the homeless, particularly, mm-hmm. just giving them money, give a cash donation, especially like to food kitchens and shit. Too. Oh God,
0: especially right now.
1: Yeah. It's it's like really cool idea that you brought that you like bought 20 cans of black beans, but it's probably gonna be more helpful to just give them that like twenty to thirty dollars so that they can like pick out what mm-hmm. they need. And they're probably going to get a better deal from the food distributors. Oh, yeah. In the long term, giving them the cash goes a longer way than just bringing in like five cans of black beans, five cans of Mm -hmm. corn.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to worry about things getting expired. Yeah. If you can, man, donate to your local food banks. We have a fantastic one here. The Atlanta Food Bank is amazing. They do so much for the community. Amazing. But yeah, you can definitely find a local one. If you are blessed enough to have what you need this holiday season, do the actual Christian thing and give to the less fortunate.
1: And also, just to throw this one in there as well, helping mamas is a really great baby supply bank of metro Atlanta. Oh. So know that in this holiday season, there are a lot of new mamas. Mm-hmm. Who are making the choices between supplies for their baby and gifts? And if you can help give to a baby supply bank to help them make that choice a little bit easier so it doesn't have to be a choice, that would be greatly appreciated. Oh, as for well.
0: real. I'll put links to all the places we've mentioned in the episode description. Tis a season, especially this year, when like a lot of people are not getting together with their families instead of spending hundreds and thousands of dollars. And, the world's, and the world's ending. Yeah. Instead of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on presents, you know, put that money where it can be better used.
1: Give the gift of philanthropy.
0: Hell yes. That's what I want to see. Because if this pandemic has taught us anything, it's that community matters. And we have to help each other and we have to be there for each other because you can't count on. Unfortunately, you can't count on the government to always help you out. That's not the way it should be, as, you know, my little socialist ass has talked about before. But community matters and building each other up matters and helping each other matters. So contribute to your community this holiday season. This has been the Social Justice Minute on the read this way podcast.
1: I love that. We keep having these like, (laughs) like we we just keep creating these like little news anchor esque windows of topic conversation.
0: Mm -hmm. Anyways, let's, let's travel back in time to like the early 2000. Yes. Time with the fucking matrix and, um, Johnny mnemonic and, um, kill bill yes and uh, various other movies possibly starring seth green because i feel like there might be one that's vaguely relevant to this but what was that one i feel like it was a dreamcast game where you were like a skater and you like the whole point
1: um jet set radio jet
0: set radio yes yes that is what i guess
1: i should have looked it up When I tell you I wanted to be them when I was younger, Renee, I wanted to be in that world.
0: Yes, I thought it was so cool. What a fucking world. We're doing The Couriers 1 and 2. This is a four-issue series, which it's weird the way it is the series is put together, because technically the fourth one, Couscous Express, was the first one to come out chronologically but it's the fourth one in the series, but whatever. So we're doing the first and second issue. Is that the right word? Yeah. Okay. So the first issue, which is just called The Couriers, and then the second one, which is called Dirt Bike Manifesto. It's very much a cyberpunk reality, which was very in vogue in the late 90s and early 2000s. We were still living in a very Matrix existence. Definitely reads as a product of its time. I don't believe anything like this would be made today. No. So this is written by Brian Wood, who is much more well-known for DMZ, Northlanders, and Channel Zero. He's also written for a few other series. Like He's written some comic books for the X-Men, Star Wars, Conan the Barbarian.
1: He's, like, well-known. Yeah,
0: he's a pretty established dude. The Couriers is something he wrote when he was still... He was in his late 20s when he did The Couriers. But it's still one of his earlier
1: works. I, like, loved it.
0: It was definitely... It was, like, a fun campy. And I know they've been talking about doing a movie about it for a long time. And I honestly would probably watch it. Because it just seems like the kind of fun where you can just turn your brain off and enjoy the action
1: yeah it's like nothing nothing bad happens to these characters (laughs) but like bad shit does happen but like death is off the table Mm -hmm. for our main characters and it's like again that really great always showing up at the right time always making it work out Mm -hmm. always kind of one step ahead of the villain even if that villain ends up being the fucking red army
0: (laughs) it's very oh you know what it's very guy richie-esque yeah. Yeah. Or like I guess like Oceans Eleven, maybe, where you think that the heroes are in a predicament that they can't get out of, but it turns out that they're still five steps ahead of wherever you think they are.
1: Well, and very deadpool as well, yeah. where it's like Yes. They're they're very much like they they trip and fall, but even though they're tripping and falling, they're still okay.
0: Yes. How did you feel about this first scene? Because I'm not gonna lie, I was I was confused. I also was reading it at like 10 o'clock at night. So
1: I was hurt when he threw the cat out the window.
0: I Yeah. That's when I was like, Oh, he's a villain.
1: Yeah. Straight up. I was like, Oh, you're, you're irredeemable. You are, there's no confusion here. You are absolutely the villain. Mm-hmm. What I love is, and I feel like this is common for all of the like book, comic books, image produces mm-hmm. the evil people are, are fucking evil and psycho.
0: Yes, they are undeniably awful and evil.
1: For also future ref, when we talk about it, why the fuck is this girl in contact with this old psycho general?
0: I don't know because it definitely looks like she just kind of wanders into his house.
1: Straight up showed up in his house and was like, hey, what's up here? I'm going to hang out.
0: Right? (laughs) Right. I've read stories of people who do that. Who, when they were kids, they would just like go to people's houses. Come again? I would be way too terrified. There's no fucking way, especially if that person was asleep.
1: And he like threw my cat off the window. Fuck him. I'd leave. I'd be like, I'm finding a new place to live. I
0: think that's a different guy because like, I think the first guy I mean, is different. like her dad. And I think the
1: no, the first guy's the general.
0: Is it because he he's came. dressed differently? I definitely read it as she ran out of the house and was like I'm out of the house I'm just going to go and explore this area.
1: No, it's the same because he's sewing the um it because he's sewing the stars on his coat. So it's the same guy.
0: Oh. Well then yeah, how is she? Maybe she's a servant girl who knows.
1: As they have them in Nepal. Yeah. And then she's reading some conspicuous sheet music, mm-hmm. whatever could it be, and then runs out. And then suddenly we're flashed forward to New York City in Chinatown right fucking now. Uh,
0: an ex- A huge New York City. I know New York City is huge, but just that shot of all the buildings is overwhelming. As somebody who lives in one of these smaller big cities, it makes me feel weird in my tummy. And like the hyper blur effect, which is very cinematic to just kind of draw you so from the cool. wide thought. Wide thought. Yeah. I'm, I'm a smarting. The wide thought? The wide thought. Wide shot <laughs> to Chinatown. And to where our main characters are busy just blam blamming their way into the scene.
1: Roller skating and blam blam The
0: roller skating and blam blam. In.
1: And of course they're dealing with the Russian mob, but of course they're super chill about it.
0: This time period was definitely the time period of the anti-hero, the hero who doesn't give a fuck. And he's the hero because he's slightly better than the people he's killing.
1: Exactly. It's like the truly the lesser of two evils is our hero.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Because the first time we meet these two people, we know nothing about the people they're shooting, but we're expected
1: to- We assume to, we're on their side.
0: Yeah, we're expected to assume that we're like, these are the good guys.
1: And then our next scene, after absolutely decimating the person in that car, we see them stuffing their faces.
0: And it made me, oh man, I was just laying in bed and I was like- I was like, oh my God. I also love this food. I also love a chow fun noodle soup.
1: I would kill for some dumplings right now.
0: I also love kanji.
1: And Ooh. now I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> when I was reading this, I was like, I am starving. I love noodles. I love noodles. They're my favorite. I love noodles. I love dumplings.
1: And of course, like, they eat like they work which is like at any moment they could lose their life at any moment this plate of food could be their last
0: mm-hmm. i think that's
1: cool and i love that
0: yeah
1: i think yeah, that's cool. I think it's really cool to capture it that way and like and we learn their names which are probably code names mm-hmm. are mustafa and special
0: special yeah and i will save my comments for issues 3 and 4 about how i feel about Special being older and more experienced than Mustafa, but being referred to as his business partner. So yeah, we're, I don't know how many pages in, maybe like four or five pages in to the introduction to these guys. And we just know they're badasses. And you know what? In this time period, (laughs) your character trait could be badass. And that's all you needed
1: badasses his girlfriend works at the couscous express and then they get well they get that page from hot sauce who is it's the nickname of their um the guy who provides them jobs because he is obsessed with hot sauce And i'm like oh baby your stomach and your esophagus are non-existent
0: oh yeah
1: so i love the comment the not doing human trafficking
0: Yes, that was a good form of character development for me because what we've seen so far from these guys is that they are merciless killers. Like if you do anything to go against them, you are going to get blam blammed to death and yeah. to see that they do. I I like when we see moral codes for our badass antiheroes. Like these guys are willing to do anything, you know, t- collect semen samples by force, which was weird. Like they're also bodyguards, but they, you know, they have a thing where they draw the line. And I do like that.
1: You're right. It's the moral code. I like that they, and I think that's important that the writers gave us that. Mm -hmm. They do have a line that they won't cross. It isn't just for the money. They do have some sense of honor about them and the work that they do.
0: There is this feeling of, Sure, we'll do just about anything for money, but we draw the line at that blatant human trafficking. Also, I love that at the airport, their sign just fucking says girl.
1: Yes, it just says girl. It just says girl. (laughs) Girl. Well, and and then of course, it's an absolute, again, because we get that little moment of moral code, we're immediately thrown back into where it's blind killers mindless murder just like no it doesn't matter if someone shoots at them they're gonna shoot them ask questions later mm-hmm. this little girl is straight up like i thought i was escaping the danger i didn't realize i was walking into it
0: yeah yes this poor little girl she gets like five steps into the airport and uh, 25 people are shooting each other
1: so they get the girl out, and then we meet the fucking psycho to end all psychos, the general.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Who is truly insane, taking a fucking fork to the guy's throat who was trying to get the little girl back for him. Mm hmm. Because, because he was asking him too many questions. That's truly it. It's like you're probing too much into something that's not your business. Stabs him in the throat with a fork. But before that, we learn that she, that the girl that they're saving is deaf-mute.
0: Yes. Well, Special figures it out.
1: She And I think that's so beautiful, too, that it's like she's using this riff on American Sign Language that's unique to herself. Mm-hmm. So it's like a street style of sign language. Which this is where we learn that Special is brilliant.
0: Yes. It's almost like, I mean, of course, in this you have Mustafa with literal blood sprayed on his face. So it's not a a Hallmark movie moment, but it's still like a comforting moment of special trying to figure out a way to communicate with this girl, juxtaposed with the general getting increasingly frustrated because these military people he's enlisted to help him haven't been able to acquire this girl like he wanted
1: and then they're just all over the road
0: oh my like, god like i truly really, i word? can't
1: tell there's no logic to what these driving scenes look like this could be they could be driving in circles mm-hmm. for all i know yeah and then driving off the highway
0: oh my god and then
1: the car landing and still like being able to drive that's wild
0: I frequently have nightmares about that. It was very scary.
1: They're like, whatever. And then that's... So we end up at Mustafa's loft, which of course, of course, Mustafa is living in a fucking loft. Of, of course. So that's when we find out that homeboy's been stabbed in the throat with a fork, which is mm-hmm. truly a plastic fork, which is so gruesome.
0: And that's when we find out it. They this was the triad gang, which is also equally yes. fucking scary. Yes. And even Mustafa knows that. He's like, oh, shit. Might have fucked up by killing the uh, triad guys. Triad. Whoops.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then Powerpuff Girls. They put on Powerpuff Girls. I know.
0: I love that his loft is big enough that they can just ride their bikes around it. Jealous. Yes. But that's when we find out the whole thing about her being deaf and basically special detailing how she figured out everything. And how she figured out a way to communicate with this girl who has this own way of signing that's unique to her.
1: What I love about that scene, too, is that it's like, I I like they're both the brawn. And I think that she is just kind of like more of the brains and the brawn.
0: Yes. She's somebody who's going to figure out a situation. He's going to roll in their guns blazing.
1: Exactly. And speaking of coming in guns a-blazing, the Red Army shows up.
0: The yeah, the red fucking army. I was like, I was like, the the red army, the red army. We're just calling in the red army to capture a deaf girl. What the fuck?
1: Over something so. Uh, I can't skip ahead too much because I'll freak out. Anywho, the red army gets called in, and then sh- this is when shit really hits the fan, and we find out that there's a network of couriers who slowly start getting picked off and peeled off.
0: It's frightening.
1: It's frightening. But of course, Mustafa's like, pussies. <laughs> like,
0: that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's the moment where you also... Apparently, he just sleeps in a bulletproof vest. I don't know. But I mean, I guess in his line of work, it makes sense to sleep with a bulletproof vest on.
1: And then they make fun of him for it. Which <laughs> is so movie.
0: like, okay. I mean it's pretty badass that he killed three people with his bare hands, but I guess it's not as badass because he had a bulletproof vest on. I don't understand.
1: Yeah, like thanks guys, I'm alive. And then they bring in that fucking chopper. The choppers that come in. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Fucking. Like, you know, American security would have been like the FBI would have been like shutting that shit down immediately
0: yeah, I do love Special's face when she gets I think it's a rocket launcher.
1: Yes. and just casually like absolutely decimates the one copter.
0: Yeah. a huge grin on her face. How do they how do they have rocket launchers? How do they just get rocket launchers?
1: How, that's my question for half of this. Yes. comic is like, how did you get that? <laughs> like, where did this come from?
0: Yeah. We also find out here, they still have no idea why they have this girl. They're aware she knows something that this guy doesn't want her to know, but they have no idea why this guy is going to these lengths.
1: Yeah. It's still just a paycheck here. Mm -hmm. Like, they're literally doing this because, again, they're mercenaries, so... And of course, literally again, this violence might as well have been another car chase scene because I'm like i have no I know there are a lot of gunshots happening right now, but yeah. I don't, I know nothing else,
0: yeah, I see a lot of onomatopoeias. I see her shove a gun into somebody's face. It's just a whir,
1: so they hit the girl at China Panda
0: um when Mustafa gets the call, he says that he had Betty who is that other courier we see a few pages back watching her at Special's apartment. And I'm guessing he has a guy at China Panda who uh, is kind of an informant. So he's just like, no, she's over here. You need to get over here now. Still interested to see how he knew, but I, I do enjoy his shoot first, worry about everything later yes, way of doing things. Very American. Very New Yorker.
1: Yeah, that's so well because it feels like it – you're right. It comes out of left field. And then he fucking snaps that little girl's finger.
0: I know. Her poor little finger.
1: And then, of course, we get – in typical image fashion, we get the just ending where it's like –
0: Where the entire city gets to hear it.
1: Well, and, of course, the emperor dies a slow death in the Mm -hmm. way that he – like everything that the emperor didn't want want is happening –
0: this is this is what we bled and died in the fucking streets for? Like what the fuck? Yes, exactly. exactly. What the fuck?
1: Well, and I'm like, how does the deaf how does the deaf and mute girl know how to play this song so beautifully? Like how's she a prodigy?
0: I guess she is a prodigy. I guess that's is why she can hear products
1: in her brain. Yeah.
0: Well, Beethoven, well, I guess he could hear when he was younger. Maybe she could also hear when she was younger. Yeah, maybe. Uh, How will she feel when I have to tell her her whole family's dead over a piece of fucking music that belongs to the whole world?
1: Yeah, fuck this selfish asshole. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I believe that there are crazy psycho murderers out there like that.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Especially rich fucks. I'm sure Jeff Bezos has some stuff hidden in his shitty fucking mansion which I I just say shitty because I hate him. I'm sure it's a fantastic fucking mansion, but I'm sure there's stuff oh, yeah. he has in there he doesn't want
1: other people to know about. It's probably a McMansion.
0: It probably is. So yeah, that was the first one our our nice little like intro to um to our two characters and I think it does go a long way in kind of showing who these people are and the shit that they get done. This is a pretty intense mission. And they're just kind of like, yeah, we just shoot people pew pew fucking helicopters appear, And they're like, don't worry. We have a surface to air missile. Like pretty insane. We see the, the sort of just insane acrobatics and skills that these two people have. So it's, it's pretty intense,
1: pretty intense. And we kind of get an idea of like a small taste of how big the group is.
0: Mm-hmm. Their reach goes beyond just the two of them. They have a whole crew, in a way to back them up.
1: And then in the second episode, the second issue, we get a little bit more insight into what Mustafa likes. So we find out that he is obsessed with dirt bikes.
0: Yeah, specifically the one he's been fixing up forever.
1: And we get that this cute little dream sequence at the top where everyone's short, which I think is hilarious.
0: I was like, "This is weird. This has to be like a dream sequence."
1: And then remind me, like, what is their mission that they go on this episode? So, oh, they're doing the. So they're do. I know what happens. So they're in the middle of a mission, mm-hmm. and it goes wrong. So they end up chasing them out to where that militia is. Right?
0: Yeah, um, sort of. So basically, the guns are stolen. And they're trying to figure out who's, who's the person who stole the guns from whoever their client is. Yes. It's a little convoluted. And the whole reason they even do it is because their friend Ryan ends up dying in this mission. His truck explodes. Yes. So this is when we see them working with another person and it ending fairly badly.
1: Like really badly.
0: Uh, and then we get, you know, we flash from that explosion immediately to the funeral with. Mustafa, one of his friends was just murdered and he wants to get drunk and get revenge in that order.
1: Hell yes. Honestly, relatable. Yep. I love I love Ryan's um portrait that they have at the Yes. At the wake. So they hot sauce traces them back, and basically this isn't a mission for money anymore. This is a revenge mission, right?
0: Yeah, so basically it's trying to find the people who were behind Ryan's death.
1: And so they take out to Hicksville to find their villains.
0: Take out to, I mean, every state has its Hicksville.
1: And there's always going to be a militia And with that Hicksville. This is all very realistic.
0: When I saw that there was a militia, I was like, uh, uh, why?
1: I'm like too close to home. Yeah. And then that okay, the shot that like hits the hits the steering wheel.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, that was terrifying.
1: Like how lucky,
0: right? Because there's just no way they could have known. But you want you wonder how, or it suspected them in the first place. I mean, I guess it's just because they're the only ones who look like out of towners.
1: Exactly the, the blatant racism. Strangers.
0: Because this next scene is pretty cool where they are able to figure out. Kind of where this guy is just based on where the shot comes from. And that with the dirt bike, they're able to just... Not even just sneak up on him because he knows they're coming. But they're able to use speed and their you know amazing shooting skills to their advantage.
1: Yeah. If they close the distance, then he has... It actually becomes harder for him.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the type of gun he has.
1: They take them out. And then, of course special does that crazy leap off of the bike and just like so fucking cool dives and then lands then they have that little truck thing and then
0: is the accomplice and she gets the deer rifle that the guy had been using
1: and yeah oh,
0: amazing deer rifles rule everything around me
1: so intense and then that weird thing where she like sits up in the bed and goes badness comes i'm like are you
0: yeah i mean i guess it could be a thing like she's Because we learn later, not to spoil it for the upcoming issues, but we learn later that she basically grew up on the street. So I'm sure that she is probably a light sleeper and is able to tell fairly quickly if danger is coming. Also, it's very strange to me that the redneck girl uses the word slag.
1: I know. I'm like, that's real British.
0: That's, yeah. No redneck uses slag.
1: Maybe she's British.
0: Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think they just... It's
1: going to be I a real a negative.
0: <laughs> we just want to have a word with you two strangers. <laughs>
1: well, and there's like this this girl-on-girl crime that happens. Mm-hmm. And then the racism. It's just like a like one, two, three, four punch.
0: Yeah. Oh, they call him a young, swarthy gentleman.
1: Well, and then the whole... The, then you can die and fuck your 70 virgins, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoa, sir. Obviously, I'm aware of the stereotypes for my people, the rednecks. But damn, do we have to always fit the stereotypes?
1: It's just so disappointing because it's so on point and just absolutely correct. Any like We are stereotypes.
0: When do we see compassionate, good uh, Southerners? I do feel bad that they get, like, thrown out of town in their pajamas, especially special in her poor little ducky pajamas.
1: And in the snow. Good luck. You're going to freeze. I love that they're like, we respect you enough not to kill you.
0: Yeah. We heard about you and we think we're cool, so we're not going to kill you even though we really want to. But if we see you again and we find out that the actual militia itself is probably innocent, it's just these two fuckers who actually ripped off and sold the guns and they're like, sorry, business is business. Sorry about your friend, but we hate him and we hate you. Bye.
1: The gun stash under the car. I love that part. and then the just desserts of like the oncoming scene where they Mm -hmm. just absolutely again, decimate them.
0: The massive gun stash, which is so like, I know I've mentioned the matrix like three times, but it's very matrix that scene in the matrix where they go through the metal detector. And they're just loaded from tits to toes with guns. It very much reminded me of that.
1: Very, very that scene from The Matrix.
0: But I do, I do love it. And on the dirt bike, since their
1: since their car is trashed, and then making that pour, pour that coffee until it spills.
0: I know. Oh, of course, he has a fucking gun.
1: But then this, but then the redneck girl actually like stands up for the other woman. So I'm like, you're not completely terrible in my mind.
0: Yeah, I love her style of dress. That's, I um I wear plaid shirts and overalls all the time.
1: Yeah, so, it's, a, it's a statement.
0: I love her style of dress. I just, you know, I just don't um totally agree with the way she speaks to special. That's kind of mean for no reason. Especially when she was just nice to the waitress.
1: Exactly. It's like, I get that you're trying to kill each other, but dang. So... Which fight
0: here did you like more? Did you like the dirt bike race or did you like the hand-to-hand combat with the ladies?
1: Oh, hand-to-hand combat ending with the brick, totally 100%.
0: Oh, yeah. It was very like that's the one I would love to see cinematically cuz I think it was uh I think it was very cool, very well drawn. I think the dirt bike one, it's another one of those where it's difficult to truly see what's going on we do see the n-word so yeah <sighs>
1: i know like deep sigh and i love that he gets two fingers through the eye
0: oh that was tough for me
1: i love that part i also love that there's a fucking knife fight like dang it literally goes knife fight to hand to hand to tries to hit her in the face of the brick swap over and then she Bashes in her face.
0: I love fights like that. I'm not a huge action movie person. I would say that like action movies are are pretty low on my list if I'm choosing a movie. But I love fight scenes in action movies that go like this, where it's they're shooting them and then they run out of bullets, so they pull out knives, and then they lose their knives, and then they're punching each other. And I just I think those are those are really cool. Those are interesting.
1: Starting out with the initial weapons, but also not afraid to go down to the bare like, minimum and just duke it out, dude. And then they are tore up at the end.
0: Oh, God, yeah. And I love that she, I mean, I'm going to assume that she kills the girl because that's a heavy brick hit and bricks fucking hurt. And then the next thing she does is in the crowd. She's like, hey, king of the rednecks and immediately throws it. Right in his face, press his face wide right open.
1: Brilliant, and then gets the salt and pepper shakers from that consignment shop that she passed.
0: Mm-hmm. What a lovely end! At some point, tapes her nose up.
1: Yeah, like at some point, gets like medical attention or like provides her own.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess they probably are pretty good at taping themselves up, but it's still just oh, oh, you had some time. <laughs> <laughs> but she knows exactly where to find him.
1: He's walking on the side of the road and, and picks him up in this like broken down car.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the final scene of just the mechanics crying when they see the fucking car.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but that one was, I mean, that one was a fun one. The first one, I understand that it has to be like very introductory. So we have to get that. Um, exposition I felt like this one was just a fun little action romp
1: yeah like this is this is a day in the life and this is also how they seek revenge
0: yeah this is more like what they're I I don't want to say like their day-to-day but yeah more of like what their life is like I'm excited for you to see the next two I mean the next one is um not gonna spoil it for you or the listeners but listeners if you want you know if you want to read this along with us you know, you can definitely do one, one, two, three, and four and get ready for not the next episode, but the next next episode. But um, yeah, I will say they're both fun reads.
1: I'm really enjoying it. You're right. It's giving me that fix of like the, the 2000s action flick that I've needed in comic book form.
0: It's just like cheesy fun. And I think it, it yeah. juxtaposes nicely with what we covered last, which was very deep and atmospheric and existential. And what does it all mean? So to then go to the couriers, like, Oh, this is just like shoot em up. Blam, Blam fun. I don't, I don't have blam, to take blam, this seriously bad. at all. I'm just along for the ride. No.
1: Which is. Blam, Blam, Blam. Bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Also, I have to say, listeners, if, if you want to read along this along with us, um, I just want you to know we will not be doing three and four next episode. We are gonna do a special fun Christmas episode
1: Christmas episode
0: that you can listen to on Christmas if you want to, because that would be kind of fun. You're not I'm not seeing my family. I, I don't think you are either. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? You know what? it's one it's one holiday. Let's stay home and chill for one, one holiday. The vaccine is so close to being approved. You know, we can spend all of 2021 tongue kissing all of our friends in the mouth. We just got to get through.
1: And they, you and I are going dancing the moment that this <sighs> vaccine gets approved I, and it's like safe to be in public.
0: Yes, I, I am excited. I really am. I really am. I'm excited because it'll get some of the madness over with Mi Madre. I don't want to bore everybody with my familial issues.
1: Our familial dramas. Welcome back to another episode of Familial Drama. (laughs) I'm your co-host, Chase Wingate. And this is your other co-host,
0: Renee Renee Pogue. And every, every day is a bitch on this bastard of a planet.
1: Every day I wake up and I ask, "Why? (laughs) Why?" My my mental health is truly better because of Snowshoe and Fred. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, and I love that because I love them. Little Snowshoe, I love Snowshoe.
1: Oh
0: yeah, I one the main thing. Well, not the main thing, but definitely in the top three of things I love working from home is that if I'm ever like super stressed out with work. I can just walk away from my computer and go into the living room, and there are my two little babies just laying on the couch, and I can give them little belly rubs, and they're so excited and happy to see me.
1: Give them some love.
0: yeah, it's it's lovely. I will never go in, I would never go into an office ever again if I didn't have to. Oh, fuck, let's put a bow on this.
1: Oh, oh my God. I forgot that we were still recording.
0: All right, friends. So that was issues one and two of The Couriers in a four-issue set. So we still got two more to go. So we are not done with Mustafa and Special. We've still got plenty of their story to dive into. If you enjoyed it, come back in two weeks and we'll finish it up. But also listen next week because we're still going to have an episode. It's confusing. I know. But Christmas, it messes up everything, and we still love it. And it has great music, so we let it happen every year. Christmas. You know, every, every year we let Mariah Carey into our homes. She puts tinsel and garland everywhere, and we get drunk on eggnog, and we love it. So hurrah for Christmas. I am very excited because I will be making eggnog and wassail homemade by myself mm-hmm. for the first time. And hopefully, it'll become a new yearly tradition for me. I hope that you are also busy making and enjoying your own yearly traditions. Most of mine, I'm not going to be able to celebrate this year. So, got to wait till next year, but it'll all be worth it. I promise. Also, it will be. If you are in Georgia, by the time this episode comes out, early voting will have begun. So, if you're able to, early vote, early vote, early vote for. John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, whoever you think should win the uh, special Senate runoff election, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock. I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but you should vote for John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock. Anyways, early voting goes from December 14th until December 31st. So early vote now so you don't have to worry about it on January 7th, which I think is the day that they're voting on. I'm early voting because... I'm an old person and I don't like to stand in line. Be like me. Be old. Don't stand in line. Vote early.
1: Vote early and make sure, well, that day has passed, but we hope that you've made sure that you are registered to vote and be safe. If you are going out to vote, be safe. Mm -hmm. Make sure you wear a mask, bring hand sanitizer, um, and be respectful of those around you.
0: Yes. Yes. Always, always be respectful to those around you because everybody is still a person and everybody's going through their own shit and we don't have to agree on everything, guys, but we are all still people. We are all still human beings with experiences and wants and needs and likes and dislikes. So let's just be human this holiday season and love each other and be respectful to each other and take care of yourself and each other. Happy fucking holidays. I am Renee Pogue. And he's Jace Wingate.
1: I'm Jace Wingate.
0: And this is the Read This Way podcast. And we'll talk to you next time, guys. Talk to you next time. Love you.